Well, hello and welcome to another week of Soap Secrets. Thanks for joining us. And um, today we have Victoria Wilson talking all things Holby. Hi, Victoria. Hi, Hannah. And we also have Claire Rock to talk about the rest of the soaps. Hi, Claire. Hi, Hannah. Right. So let's start with Holby because Dom is on the warpath, isn't he? Yes. Um, if yeah, let's start with a, a revisit to um, Keller, and there is lots going on between uh, medics Dominic Copeland and Sasha Levy. Um, obviously, just to re- recap, we've we've sort of taken a break from this story largely for a while. So so just to recap, um, Dom has, we know that sort of Dom and Sasha's somewhat long-standing relationship was sort of put to the test when. Um, sort of Sasha made a hasty decision to operate on Dom following a car accident, but it left him with a, a colostomy bag. Um, Dom was very angry, and and this week it it does look like their friendship could well and truly be over. Um, so following the surgery, Dom was he was in sort of great turmoil, wondering what life with with this stoma might look like, and it was certainly not a life he wanted. So a few weeks back, he practically begged Sasha to perform like a reversal in secret obviously Sasha's feeling really guilty so he he reluctantly agreed however then Dom suffered complications from that surgery so Sasha was forced to fit him with a new bag so it's sort of back to square one anyway fast forward to this week and um registrar Dom is he's back at work and and it seems he's not happy with being a registrar anymore he wants to be a, a consultant um, so Sasha, who's who's his clinical lead, he's fully behind Dom's ambitions. He lets him lead complicated surgeries to prove himself and all those sorts of things. Uh, and then that's the sort of uh, sort of scrubbing out, as it were, after after an op. And Dom sort of asks Sasha afterwards if he, he'll help provide him a reference to help him gain this promotion that he so desperately craves. And Sasha happily obliges, and he, you know he does it straight away. And Dom's like, oh oh, you've done it. And he says, you know, yeah, hopefully this will go some way to repairing our friendship. Anyway, it soon transpires that the last thing Don wants to do is be friends, as he then slyly tells CEO Henrik Hansen all about how Sasha performed this, quote, illegal stoma reversal, and sort of somewhat suggests that it was without his consent. So he, he throws Sasha under a bus, basically. Um, oh, nice. And, yeah, nice. Um, so, and then, then there's this big scene where obviously, say we had, uh, junior doctors, Josh and Jung actually helped in the procedure. So those two plus, and, and Sasha and Dom are sort of hauled before, before Hanson to sort of explain what happened. And, and I think Sasha's overriding thing is, okay, look, do what you want to me, but leave these two, particularly Josh and Jung, they're young doctors. He doesn't want them drawn into it. So he decides to be the bigger man and he sort of takes... He takes full responsibility for, for the illicit surgery and, and there's all a big fallout there. So it does seem like Dom's got what he wants for now, or mm. has he? Uh, innately, he's not a horrible person. No, so. but karma. Karma, I'm a great believer in it. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. And um, Max is in denial, isn't she, about her BRCA1 diagnosis yes yeah she's in she's in real turmoil this week um as as you say she she tested positive for the BRCA1 gene mutation um so so obviously if people aren't familiar there's been lots of it in the news but it's basically a gene that puts her at increased risk of developing breast cancer and and that's actually the disease that took her mother's life a few weeks back 
So she's clearly burying her head in the sand over her diagnosis. She's missed an appointment with her oncologist, we discover at the beginning, to sort of discuss next steps, as it were. And and her son, Louis, is really sort of bearing the brunt of her fears. Um, I mean, so you could say it's perfect timing when the new locum at the hospital, Treve, um, turns up. And he turns out to be an old pal of, of Max's who, quote, knows all about breasts. Um, so <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. So they try and make it sort of a bit light, but um, anyway. So the actor, it is worth mentioning. Um, he he will be a familiar face to soap fans as he played. He's uh, it's Carl Collins, um, who played Lewis Loveday in Hollyoaks. So and he was in the Bill previously. So he's very much a familiar face to fans. Um, anyway, so so they they usually sort of like to throw a patient into these things, and and Max's reality is kind of brought into sharp focus. Um, when a patient with breast implants um, refuses surgery to have them removed, as she says, not wanting to sort of lose her new womanly body. Mm. So this sort of is, this sort of strikes a chord with Max and she's in a real dilemma. You know, she's, she is potentially facing very radical surgery herself. You know, that's the decision she has to make, basically. And, and you know, it, it, it's a question as to whether the, uh, this treve can maybe help her come to a decision that'd be yeah. an interesting one he's a good character so and, and obviously it looks like this this thing's gonna it's gonna an interesting run, run. um topic yeah. as well isn't it of discussion because it's affecting you know it's, it's sort of one of those um areas yeah. that we're increasingly uh hearing about aren't we yeah well it's it's just that dilemma of you know there are risks so many risks attached to the surgery but do you not have the surgery and and have the very real risk of developing cancer? It's so hard, isn't it? You don't, yeah, yeah, and you don't know what you do. It's like a it's prevention better than cure sort of thing. Yeah. I suppose is where you're at, isn't it? So um, and and it you know it, this this it has been widely publicised. Um, obviously, we know that uh, Michelle Heaton from the band Liberty X underwent lots of surgeries when she tested for the BRCA1 mutation. Um, that's has been widely discussed in the press. So um, she's she's become quite a mouthpiece for it actually, uh, it, and it was a hard decision. She's talked about the the uh, you know agonising over the decision of not to have surgery and to have surgery and the outcomes and stuff. So yeah, it's really important. It's a really hard hard thing to have to come to terms with. And um, Kian's becoming really quite desperate, isn't he? I mean, Andre's yeah. still missing. Yes, well, um, this is this is kind of tying all in now with with you could say it's it, we're shaping up for like the four amigos between sort of Fletch, Kian, Andre, and Evie. Obviously, um, Evie and Andre sort of crossed paths last week when she was in Pulses preparing for her interview. Um, and now, fast forward to this week, and and Fletch finds his daughter with Andre's hoodie. Remember, he gave it to her after he threw a drink over her. Mm. Um, he goes all defensive dad and wants to know more about this random boy she calls Mr. Madani's friend. Um, Mr. Madani, obviously, Kian, to you and me, is is worried about Andre, who has been missing since last week. Um, so Fletch, he's kind of had a chat with Evie and, and she's like, oh, you know, yeah, I want this boy. So Fletch approaches Kian, wanting to know more about Andre and, and more specifically Andre and Evie. Uh, and Kian puts his foot in it straight away by revealing that Andre's caught up with Romans. Yeah, exactly what you want to say to someone's dad. Um, oh. Anyway, so Fletch sort of warns Kian. She, he's like, I, you know, I don't want to know this. And if if Evie is basically issues him with a warning, he's like, if Evie gets mixed up in anything dodgy, we're going to be having words. Um, 
So obviously now though that plants the seed in Kian's head that he he's aware that Evie and Andre have been in touch. So he goes down to pulses and he's kind of you know slightly asks um, Evie to to basically help him find out where Andre is. Um, we have a feeling this is not going to end well. You don't say. Yeah. <laughs> but I was a besting mm. woman. <laughs> yeah, this, this is going going to be going down quite a dark road. So, yeah, best stay tuned. You know best when they bring tuned. family members in that there's always something going to be afoot. So. Absolutely, and it's going to yeah. be a bit long-running, isn't it? Yeah, but, you know, we, you need to indulge yourself in Holby if you, if you like the hospital dramas because there is no casualty this week. Um, we've got Eurovision. Remember that thing that used to be great and people used to have Eurovision parties? Yeah, it's still a thing. And James Newman is our entry with the song Embers. So, yeah, let's hope there's not nil point for uh, Angleterre. Um, <laughs> right, Claire, let's move to Corrie, shall we, to the street. Um, obviously, last week there was the kind of the shocking kidnap of, of Sam. Really, really horrible to watch. Um, what happens? Tell us. Yes, yeah, so we saw we saw little Sam kidnapped last week by Robbie, one of Harvey's, uh, one of his uh, thugs, and um, uh, Nick, his his devoted dad, comes racing back because Nick's been away from the street uh, in hiding with Leanne and stepson Simon, um, uh, but he comes back to the street to try and save little Sam and as he gets into a taxi he discovers that it's being driven by one of Harvey's thugs and he's been given a burner phone and the thug demands that you know Nick calls Leanne and Simon and demands that they retract their statements or they will never see little Sam again it's all really quite scary isn't it Hannah it's really horrible it's really horrid and and I presumably this goes on I mean like you just oh I, I was quite shocked that, that, that they ki- kidnapped Sam. Um, and it, it, so I think Sharon, um, Harvey's aunt, has been playing it really, really well. She's, you know, she's, she was, she, well, she still is Rita's adopted daughter and she's come back as this baddie. And um, Jenny, her adopted sister, so to speak, um, is, is suspicious of Sharon. And when she gets Gary to dig into Harvey, she's, dis- she's shocked to discover there is a link between Sharon and Harvey. So she has discovered that Sharon is Harvey's aunt, which we, the fan and the viewers, know. Yeah. And um, presumably so- Jenny could be the... Is going to get embroiled in this before, or, or could be the saviour of this, presumably. Yes, yes, because she wants to protect Rita, because Rita's, you know, Rita's been there for, for both of them, really, and then Sharon, Sharon went off. But, you know, so, so Jenny, Jenny, Jenny really has a lot, lot of respect for Rita, so she wants to protect her from Sharon's illegal dealings and I mean kidnapping getting you know being part of a kidnap of a child is very very serious so mm-hmm. yeah I think she will she will she will act on her suspicions and she will probably investigate a little bit further yeah and we've um aside from the sort of the the drug storyline which is incredibly serious they always usually run sort of two things parallel don't we and we're still seeing the the storyline that I don't like very much <laughs> uh, the Tyrone fears Alina kind of trio if you like and I think this week you really see 
the the difference between so there's Tyrone and Fizz what was a family unit with their girls and then of course Alina's come along carefree really turned his head enough for him to leave Fizz for her and you see the absolute difference in the two worlds because the two children need new shoes and Alina wants new designer coffee cups like it couldn't be more desperate could it so you know I wonder whether we're starting to see I mean, it's not going to be that quick, but we're starting to see where he'll go. Because we talked about lust and love, didn't we? And how much was he really in love with her? And I I wonder whether this is going to be sustainable in the long term once that kind of initial attraction has kind of ebbed away a bit, maybe. Yes, I think you're you're really right there. So Fizz Fizz has two little girls. Um, They need new shoes. Kids' feet grow really quickly. Alina, she's sitting up home with her men. She wants nice designer coffee cups. She wants the flat to look nice. Now, Tyrone, he's got money going one way. He's got money going another way. He's put into a financial squeeze. When you're running two households... You've got to have you've got to have money to be able to do that, and uh, he has to get a second job <laughs> this week to help out on the finances. And that's to going buy to, a designer coffee cups, of course. Yes, Why wouldn't they, you? Yes, I know they are so important in a relationship. They aren't really they? are. I feel that's the make or break of ours marriage. Really. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what your coffee cups look like. So, so this is going to put a strain on his relationship with Alina because not only is he going to be working at the garage, but now he's going to be doing another job so the 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 young lovers or the lovers won't be be, won't be having as much time together and he'll be tired won't he he'll be working two jobs and then he'll be cranky oh it's a recipe for disaster shame yes yes waiting in the wings with her arms wide open (laughs) yes i think she possibly is and she has she has um she has evelyn on her side and evelyn is is a very plain speaker and she does give she does give Tyrone a piece of her mind on the whole thing. And Tyrone will take that sort of, you know, he's that kind of guy, isn't he? You know, in yeah. the show, he's, you can see that he, I, I don't know. I have, I have a Mick, Mick and Linda vibes about this. It's going to all be okay. I, I do find it a little odd because one of the things that Tyrone always wanted was a family. He grew up and he didn't have a stable upbringing until he went to live with um, Jack and Vera when they were still alive. And, mm. For him, love and family and kids were, were, were the heart of what, what he wanted. And he's thrown it all away for, for yeah. a young lover. I know. It and really doesn't feel right, which is why I think I've always felt that he'll... It's almost like he's just fallen off the track for a bit and yeah. he needs to get back on it. I, 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 yeah, and especially with the children involved. It feels like he's yes. really let them down. Of course, they've taken Fizz aside, you know. Yeah. Um, I always remember my children saying to me when they were quite young you and daddy break up whoever you go off with i'm staying with the other one (laughs) (laughs) well that's not on the cards but they you know children have quite a you know a view about these things don't they um well they've seen it at school because very sadly some of their some some of their peers at school will have been through this upsetting and distressing episode in their lives so so when they talk about things and you know so right you're right so all going on in coronation street but it's a, well, it's a banger, isn't it, in Holly Weeks? Holly Oaks, even, put my teeth back in. Um, Summer and Sienna give in to passion. I know. I'm sorry. That, that just. I didn't hit see me that coming. The... I did not oh, see I didn't. that coming. I, I'm so glad you didn't either because I read that and I went, what? <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> but in a so... way, it adds up. In a way, it's clever. 
I don't know yes. why we didn't expect it in many ways. Because you sometimes, when you're playing games, that's and the jealousy and everything is for a reason, right? Yes, yes. Well, they've been playing games, and it's all a bit incestuous, really, because Sienna was dating Brody, then Brody left Sienna and started dating Summer, and now Summer and Sienna give in to passion. So it's all, it's all, it's all sort of musical chairs, isn't it? Mm, shall we say? It is. So we know that Summer has been playing uh, games with Sienna, but Sienna has been liking the attention, hasn't she, Hannah? So mm, yeah, um, exactly. Definitely. And Brody, when Brody gets a job offer in Manchester and wants Summer to go with him for a fresh start, um, what will Summer do? Um, and when she gets Sienna alone at the school dance studio, one thing leads to another and they succumb to temptation. Uh, da, da, da. But Brody's there. Yes. He's, he's at the school looking for Summer and he's, yeah. he, will he discover the pair? Yeah, well. Oh, I would Naked. say, I mean, again, if I was a betting woman, I'd say yes. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, really, I'd love to be there when he, when he, if he does discover them, I'd really love to. Because what's he going to say? I mean, it's going to be shocking. He's, his ex and his current are um, having a passionate moment. I know. That's really awkward. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's more than awkward. Well, yes. <laughs> and we're also getting um, close to Diane's due date, aren't we now? So, yes. you know, and that's all, uh, yeah, that's, that's a tricky one. We really need to keep an eye on that one. Yes. So, um, so she's pregnant and she's very close to a due date. And Diane and Tony are buying baby things, uh, obviously, because they want to welcome the new baby. And Verity helps out with the pram, uh, which, is a, which is kind of what an aunt thing does. You know, people always buy mm. one big thing. Um, and uh, Diane refuses to touch the credit card because of the germs. And we know that Diane is really struggling with OCD and Tony hasn't really been on, hasn't really picked up on it and he's not really dealing with it. But um, when she refuses to touch the credit card, has Verity guessed just how ill Diane is? It's hard to say, isn't it? Because I think a yeah. lot of people during COVID have been really, I mean, I remember at the sort of at the beginning, I was kind of, a bit unsure people wearing gloves I see less people wearing gloves now you know in, in, in a way is it indicative of how it, whether you're ill or whether you're just a bit yeah. frightened I mean, it's difficult yeah. isn't it at the moment and I see less and less people wearing gloves at the supermarket yes. now or let's talk about Emmerdale shall we <laughs> um Kim is there any end in sight uh, with, with regards to this mystery person drugging her not at the moment certainly not this week and she's still being drugged someone is still putting her um drugs into her brandy and now we, we know kim likes brandy so she's you know and she's got a lot now she's ingested quite a bit this isn't just one glass of brandy and you know and she perhaps knocked it over and she got a fresh one that more drugs have been being put in this brandy so now she is woozy and paranoid woozy and paranoid and she's frightened so because you know she's drugs i mean can you imagine when you're you you can't it's like it's like moving through a fog you're not quite sure what's going on and you you're really worried and this is her and this is very unlike him isn't it hannah very yeah, unlike yeah. him very very much and so. um so she thinks somebody is out to get her and she hears an intruder and she reaches for her shotgun because obviously this is this is in the country and they will have shotguns and bang who has she shot <sighs> It's no, not another murder <laughs> inquiry at the takes. It could be anybody, you know. So there's, oh, no. you know, she's got quite a lot of enemies. Literally explosive. Yeah. 
Well, it's, it's, I wonder if she's got the person who's been drugging her. You just almost certainly know that it's not, don't you? <laughs> yes. God. And Bernice is back. The I lovely know. Bernice. I know. We're I'm very so happy. pleased about that. We haven't seen Bernice for, you know, like almost 18 months, Hannah. You know, she was, um, she was engaged to Liam before she left the village. And uh, she left to go to Australia to look after her ex-husband who had been in a bad car crash. But she did, she did leave her daughter behind. Um, and so now she's come back and... It's she's all changed. Just, it's all changed, yeah. Liam is engaged to Layla. She's going, what? And daughter Gabby is pregnant with Jamie Tate's baby. I'm sure she's going to have quite a lot to say on that. Yeah, I think she's going to be thrilled about that, yes. isn't she? Yes. But, you know, Bernice is... Um, she's lovely. She's a great character. She yeah. She's very she's bubbly. Just, I think yeah, that's what exactly. they need. She's, she's a bit original, kooky. Original Emmerdale. Yes. It reminds me of being younger and being at home and watching her yeah. that's you know how many years she's been in it mm. isn't it really and Samantha Giles is just gorgeous she just looks she looks lovely she's always you know she's always turned out really well and because she's a beautician her nails are done and her hair looks lovely yeah and I agree I agree and we've also brilliantly got an exclusive interview haven't you haven't we with uh, Sam Giles yeah. who plays Bernice um the short version is here and there is a longer standalone special available if you wish to listen and here is What's On TV's Soaps editor, Sarah Waterfall, chatting to Samantha Giles. Hi, Sam. I'm Sarah. Welcome to Soap Secrets. Feel to be back. Well, it's funny. I was saying before, it feels like time has just frozen, you know, in this sort of 18 months when I've been away. Um, so it's really nice to see everyone. It's, it's a bit weird with all the COVID restrictions, but it's lovely to revisit and, and you know, revisit Bernice. Have you missed playing uh, Bonkers Bernice? Not really. Um, no, I haven't missed it. I've, I've more kind of, you know, I was ready to definitely, you know, uh, have a break from it before. Uh, I think I've missed the people more than anything else, you know, but actually now I'm back playing her. It's like, it's like putting on a pair of old shoes and it's kind of quite, it's quite comfortable, comforting, I suppose, as well. And it's nice to see what she's up to again. Mm. So when she appears in the village, does anyone know she's coming? Um, that's a good question. No, I don't think they do, actually. I think she just... Um, obviously, she, she knows that what's going down, you know, with Gabby and everything. And I think the, the sort of thing that prompts her to make that decision to come back is partly partly the preg Gabby's pregnancy and what she's been hearing from Diane. But I think also the fact that this relationship that she's been having, rekindling with her ex in Australia, that all has sort of goes to pot. And I think that's probably the final straw. And she thinks, no, I'm going to go back, go back to Emmerdale, you know, and see what's going on there. Okay. So can you just remind us, she went out to Australia to go and look after Charlie, didn't she, who was Dee Dee's dad? That's right. It's her ex-husband, Dee Dee, her, her younger daughter's father, and he was involved in a massive uh, accident, car accident, and needed, you know, round-the-clock care, really. So she went really to support her younger daughter and to do what she could to look after the ex-husband. So she's obviously developed some kind of relationship with him uh, rekindled their their romantic relationship while she's in Australia but then he's also apparently been having it off with his nurse <laughs> <laughs> he's well, well so he's, that was he's as bad as Benice 
think so. Yeah, they probably deserve each other. <laughs> but um, yeah, so she 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 had enough. So she's obviously yeah said that's enough. So when she left, she was about to get married to Liam, um, deeply in love, um, and she left him kind of high and dry, really. Mm-hmm. And he took quite a while to move on, but he's now very firmly moved on. How is Bernice going to feel to find him engaged to Layla? Well, I think she does sort of know. She's heard about it or read about it on social media, so she is sort of prepared. Um, but I think she's not happy, and I think she, she's just not accepted. She can't believe that he could have moved on from her, and that I think she thinks as soon as he sees her that, that those feelings are going to come flooding back for him. She's not really thought it through because I think it's just a typical Bernice. She's like a she's like a monkey. She can't let go of the branches. She, you know, the branches are like partners. She has to hold on to one before she goes on to the next one. And with this having dissolved in Australia, she, I think she honestly thinks that Liam's just gonna, she's just gonna be able to fall back into his arms. Um, and obviously, that's you know not going to happen. So. Last, but very much not least. Phil and Kat move in together in the square. What? Yes, I know. <laughs> Shock. I know, last week you and I talked about how we think we thought Sharon really belonged with Phil. Um, but um, that doesn't look to be happening anytime soon because Sharon is, get, is getting it on with Kira. And this week, yes, Phil and Kat move in together. So I couldn't say this at the time, when we had um, Ben and Callum's wedding, there was an awful lot going on at the wedding. They did yeah. get married, the lovely Ben and Callum, and um, the wedding party, which which consisted of Ben and Callum and Phil and Kat, they're leaving the register office, and uh, Whitney wouldn't attend the the wedding because she blamed the Mitchells for the death of Cush, and Whitney has hasn't she did something. Just shocking, really. She hasn't been she hasn't been stable since really Cush's death, and she gets into a car and she drove it at speed at the Mitchell wedding party, which is really quite a dangerous thing to do. She uh, missed yeah. the boys. She missed Ben, Callum, and Phil, and she hit Cat. And um, it was really quite shocking because Cat bounced off the bonnet, so she hit her quite hard, and she went into hospital. Um, she wasn't she wasn't she'd been bad she was badly enough hurt to be in hospital for you know for about a week and this week she's out now Kat's very kind and said she can't remember anything about the attack and hasn't dropped Whitney in it mm. but uh, who knows where that storyline's going to go but this week yes Phil picks up Kat to bring her home and y- you know what you know what chaos what chaos the Slater house is always in. There's always something going on in Jean's all over Twitter and Moe's all over whatever is doing something really dodgy because we all know Mo. And so he says, Come and stay with me. And she and her boys, Tommy Burt and Ernie, so he's not just taking cat, he's taking three three He's got a form for this, I Phil, know. hasn't he? Yeah. So they all move into the Mitchells. And as the song goes, is it love you after or just a good time? I think maybe it's love if he's taking on her three boys. I know, but it just doesn't feel like it's such a, it's such a volatile match. I mean, they've really met the match. And you kind of, 
I don't know, most relationships, you don't tend to find two incredibly headstrong people, do you? And that's rarely. You yeah. tend to find, you know, people that kind of... Complement each other. She's a bit yin to their yang, yeah. you know, that's kind of how it works. I'm not sure that that is sustainable long-term because it's just too feisty. Yes. And I'm sure they'll have some humdingers, some massive oh, yeah. humdinger rails because yeah, yeah, Kat yeah. doesn't stand for any nonsense and Phil doesn't stand for any nonsense. So, but yeah, I mean, he's and got he's got these three boys now. I think he's going to be taking them to the Mitchell clan and sort of, you know, he's just expanded the Mitchell clan. He does, he does though, doesn't he? Yeah. he? The Slaters and the Mitchells are sort of, you know, yeah. It kind of works, I suppose, yeah. to a degree. But I just can't see the two of them standing the test of time. But <laughs> Phil does, as we say, have form. Um, but whilst there's maybe love in the air, the Mitchells and the versus the Slaters, um, we don't have so much at Ruby and Martin's house, do we? Because... Their marriage is really stru- struggling. Um, yes. Uh, and, of course, you know, Martin's children are living with them. Yes. And it's just all, a number of issues. Do, do we think it's going to survive? It's, there's massive amounts of issues. Lily, Lily hates Ruby for what she did to her mother, Stacey. Hates her with a passion. And I always remember she did something... Lily hates Ruby so much that, you know, when she first moved in, she got Ruby's mum's wedding dress and cut it up. And that was just such a horrible thing to do. But that's how much hate Lily has for, for her... Well, I suppose her stepmother. Um, and... Yes, so she's she's just making a lot of problems and is making life incredibly difficult for Ruby and Martin. Will will they be able to survive this? Is it over? I mean, they had lots of problems anyway because you know Ruby lied about pregnancy and then she lost the baby and she pushed Stacy down the stairs and then lied about it. So there's an awful lot to come out oh, in this storyline. Wow, we we didn't need we didn't need casualty this week, did we? Because there's too much going on anyway, too much screen time. Um, Thank you, Claire. Um, That's absolutely brilliant. We will be back next week. Enjoy the soaps um, this week, obviously. Um, And we we will see you next week.